Hello and welcome to the Race Dilemma podcast. My name is Drew Hawley and I'm here with my brother and co-host Daniel Sloan. This podcast is really about giving a voice to those people of a mixed heritage, initially within our own family whose racial background is not always obvious due to their pale skin colour and have found themselves to be at the centre of a personal race dilemma and at times having to prove their ethnic credentials in order to be heard. And of course we have broadened the conversation out into the many corners of some of the so-called problems of being from a racially mixed background. And if you feel you may want to contribute or have a story to tell and would like to be featured on an episode, please reach out to us on the Race Dilemma Podcast at gmail.com. And if you really like these episodes, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and feel free to share with your family and friends. Hello once again and welcome to this episode of the Race Dilemma podcast. And today we welcome our cousin Esther, currently living in the States, but originally from Hayes in West London. Esther, you're, you're, whereabouts are you? you? You are near Chicago, or is it 50 miles from Chicago? A little bit more. Um, we're in northwest Indiana, just on not far from the border with Illinois. Just to give the listeners some background, Esther, your dad... Freddie was our mum's brother. Yes. Right? He was a little older than our mum. Um, he met your mum, our Auntie Gerda, in the late 1950s on a blind date, I believe. Yes, it was. Someone, someone didn't turn up. Your dad took his place. Your mum and dad met. They felt, they felt bang in love. And they were bang in love for, for forever after that. And yes. It couldn't separate them. And it, they used to go everywhere together. We sort of, you know, as a kid, I don't know if you felt it, Andrew, but as it, it was unconscious a lot of the stuff. But we, they were always sort of meant to be together, weren't they, your mum and dad? They made it work, and uh, it it can't have been easy back in the day. They weren't. They made it work because they loved each other. I think we need to give our listeners some background on Esther, as in your mixed heritage. So, like Daniel said, your father, our uncle was Pakistani, mm-hmm. and your mother, German? German, yeah, mainly German, um, but her mum was Latvian. Because your mum was actually born in Latvia, though, wasn't she? She was, yeah. yeah. Riga, Latvia. That's right. And as you said, you know, to use your words, that it, was, it, wasn't very, it wasn't very easy for them back in the day. They had lots of problems, especially when they, when they went back to Germany to visit families. There was always that stuff going on there with the German people that didn't really welcome your dad in the way that they should have. And whenever I speak, speak to Angela, your sister, whenever I speak to Angela, and you've mentioned as well, that, that time you going back to Germany for holidays seems to stand out for you. <clears throat> There's a story there. There's always... And memories there of not being treated very well, your mum and dad anyway? Yes. I mean, I was younger. I'm eight years younger than my sister, so she probably would have realised um, more how people treated us. But, um, yeah, they would kind of stop and stare. They weren't used to mixed-race families and... Uh, it was something unusual, and so they would blatantly stuff and stare at us if we were walking down the street or going shopping. Well, did, it, did it feel all right to you? Did, it just, did you just shrug it off, or did it feel...? I wasn't as aware of it because I was younger. 
um, and kind of in the later years when I was a teenager, uh, maybe maybe I'm naive. I I didn't really see it so much. Mm. Mm. When when we be- went back with Aisha, my daughter, who is also mixed race, she's half Nigerian. What? We went to a, a swimming pool, and there were there was another um, black family there. And uh, there was some incident. I, I didn't understand what was going on because I don't understand German fluently like my mum does. But mum mm. kind of chimed in and told these boys to um, be quiet. Or I, I don't know what she said, but uh, they were kind what of. Year was, what year would this have been then? This, um, I think Aisha may have been five, so maybe um, 2000 or thereabouts. I was going to say. So that stuff was, yeah, yeah, still going on. Yeah, even even it maybe didn't then. even it maybe didn't leave. It's probably more prominent there, isn't it, than it is than it is here. Yeah, I think that's probably why Mum wouldn't want to go back to live in Germany. Yeah, then they're not as tolerant. I think mm. if that's kind of word you want to use. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. But, but going back to like when you were a kid, like was was there a point where you? were aware of your your own sort of mixed heritage or, or, or was there like a like a situation or a time in school where you were like okay I'm not like the Indian Pakistani kids or I'm not like the white kids like yeah I think in primary school I I didn't fit in either camp as you say yeah um mm-hmm. so I I I never had a, a kind of best friend in in primary school. In secondary school, I did a bit more, but um, in primary school, I, and I would kind of at playtime when we go out, I would play with both groups, but I wouldn't necessarily have a Le- allegiances to either group. No. Uh, no. Were you aware that there were two groups in Esther? We were. We did. Do you think about there being two groups? Well, they used to, you know, kind of spend time in groups in the playground. It was quite obvious, I think, most of the time. That what was it? It wasn't. It wasn't segregation. They just chose to be, you know, with their own people, if you like. But and is that where your dilemma came into it? Did you feel a bit, a bit torn between? In a way, but in a way, I could relate to both sides. I wasn't. I couldn't fully relate, but I could relate a bit to both sides so when you went to school you said that you I mean you're eight years older than uh, sorry you're eight years younger than Angela and when she went to she went to school did she go to the same school as you no uh, she went to the same primary school was it different when by the time you got to school was there more Asians there I think there were more Asians yeah I believe there were did you feel split between the two camps as you put it then <sighs> in a way but I mean, just trying to think. I I liked my own company anyway, so I didn't mind spending time on my own um, and not having, you know, a particular friend that I had to spend all the time with. But um, it didn't bother me really. I mean, I used to hear some name calling and stuff, um, but I don't think it was directed at me I mean they they used to use the words I don't know I 
I think it's probably not used anymore, half cast. Oh, yeah. And they would, you know, say, oh, are you half cast? Yeah, yeah. And I'd probably say yes because, you know, my mum my was white, my dad was brown, yeah, so... Yeah. It's an awful word, isn't it? And we, used to, I mean, that was the same when I was a kid. They used to use that word, and it was mainly, mm-hmm. f- mainly towards kids who had a kids who had a, a West Indian dad and a white mum, or the other way around. Usually, usually that mix, and they used to, yeah, use that word when they when describing them. And it was kind of, or you coloured, know, or coloured, coloured, yeah, or half coloured, or yeah, yeah. but half cast is very. It's an awful word, isn't it? But. It was very popular. It was a very popular word. But people never saw it as, an, as being a... Not at all. You know? Not at no. all. No. That was kind of... A, it was... It was, <laughs> Yeah. Or they'd use the word coloured because that was... It sounded less offensive than saying black because if you said the word black, that was awful. Did you feel any... Was any, was any racism directed towards you, I suppose, what Andrew was going to ask, right? Yeah. Generally, I was accepted by both sides. But yeah. <laughs> not really fully integrated either way. Yeah. So the transition from primary school to secondary school was sort of easier as well because you had you felt okay about stuff. Yeah, and there were a group of of um, kids in my class who all went into the same class, and so yeah, it it wasn't difficult for me that I rem- that I can remember. I know when I went to school, I, d- I felt that I really did feel, although I, I knew that I, I was made to feel different, although I didn't f- feel personally different, but I was, it was sort of foisted upon me, this, this difference that I didn't really want to feel. I had no choice but to feel it because people said stuff. Mm. Yeah. That made you feel it. There was a real imbalance here. It was a real, well, imbalance of power, if you like, mm. and uh, from, the white, <laughs> from the white kids. I mean, yeah. you know, like for for me, like like Esther, I didn't really um, experience anything until actually someone called me the p word, um, mm-hmm. and then that, but that was probably a turning point for me, um, where I where I was like, okay, my dad's white and my mum's Pakistani, you know, and it it sort of created a little bit of confusion at the time, but I, you know, it was just kind of. It kind of made me aware that actually there are people who are prejudiced against, you know, someone like myself who is mixed as well. I remember Angela's friends coming to the house one 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 time, um, coming to see Angela, and I remember thinking about it at the time. I don't know why I thought about it, but when when Nana was there with her our grandma, when when Nana was there mm-hmm. with her sari on, milling about the place, coming to sit down in the in the living room and having a cup of tea, and, and Angela's friends were there. I remember yeah. thinking at that time, young as I was, they must realise now who we are and where our backgrounds from. Yeah, I think that was the difference as well. N- Nana lived with us in the house, and anyone who came in and out the house would, would you know, meet her and yeah. know her and, you know, grow to love her as well. Yeah. But I'm talking about, sort of, yeah, I mean, Angela's friends, it, I, can, I can remember thinking they must realise that, that, you know, she's Asian, that with, with us, mm-hmm. it, might, it was an incident, I remember, not an incident, but there was a time when I, I sort of became a little bit conscious of that and think and I thought about it at the time. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I was conscious of it as well and, um it was something that other families 
didn't have their their nan living with them and I mean Asian families tend to have the extended family living they they do they do it's quite um multi-generational but we, to us it was just normal wasn't it to us it was just normal yeah know. yeah so really, there was there was no sort of dilemma for you. You felt you felt quite comfortable in your race, in your background, and in your home. You, you didn't you didn't feel awkward when you were at. You didn't feel out of place when you went to school or with your other friends. No, because I, I didn't feel I'm. At some point, I think I I wish I had a best friend, or you know, why can't I kind of be invited to all the groups and. And I, I was sometimes, but I just, I did feel different, but I didn't mind being alone either. Do you think it was because you felt you didn't fit in or was that your nature? Was it nurture or nature? What, what maybe, was maybe a bit of both. But at the same time, it made me appreciate kind of both cultures. Yeah. Um, and I could kind of be a halfway house, I don't know, in between. Yeah. Would you say it was quite a happy childhood? Yes. That's good. That's nice Definitely. to hear, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, at home, you know, because Angela was that much older than me, mm. I would sit under the table and play and draw. And That's right. That's I was right. used to being kind of in my own company. It seems to me that the ethos of your school or the, 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 the kids in your school and your, your class anyway didn't make you feel awkward in any way about yourself. You didn't feel uncomfortable. You didn't feel ashamed. You were not out of place as such, I don't think. No. And um, I I tended to study hard, especially in, in primary school. We were in, I was in the top group and there were a group of us in the top group who went out to special classes and kind of did higher learning, you? if you like. <laughs> so kind of... I don't know. It it just it didn't bother me. I would fit with other oddballs like myself, and <laughs> so not fitting into any particular group was in was in your nature. That that, that went in your favour as such, didn't it? Because you could you could actually choose to have whatever type of friends that you that you did, and you did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I always saw you as pretty outgoing and bubbly and very friendly. You know, I always saw you like that as my older cousin. With the with the kind of the dancing and that, which I grew up doing, and I had confidence, but not always the confidence in the right way. Sometimes that you can use it as a mask as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you look really. I mean, you you studied you studied performing arts, right? at the London studio mm-hmm. where you got your degree there in performing arts. And I remember coming to see you at the, at the, at the Wimbledon Theatre for your, for your end of college, your end of university show. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, we did, um, we did Showboat and I had one of the lead roles. And uh, as you mentioned before, that character is... The part that Ava Gardner played, yeah. Yes, is a mixed race. Yeah, she's mixed, yeah. How long afterwards did you have Aisha? How long after that? I ha- Aisha came along at 26, when okay. I was 26. 
Yeah, so five years after that. Okay. And I wanted to, and the reason I mention Aisha because Aisha's father is Nigerian, right? Yes. And so then Aisha, your daughter, is this other mix of Nigerian, Asian, German, Latvian, all in the (laughs) very lovely looking, beautiful girl. And we were just talking before this podcast, wondering if Aisha felt any, any of those things that we've been talking about, whether she felt any problems at all, where she went to the same school as you, still lives in the old house with, with your Mm mum. Wonder if she faced it because they were not, I don't think they were that, well, I don't know anyone of that nationality mix where, anywhere, let alone where she lives? No, I mean, in, in her secondary school, there are other um, mixed-race girls. Um, and she had more of a, a mix in the school as well. There were more black kids as well, whereas when I was growing up, there, was hard, there weren't, it was Asian, predominantly Asian yeah. and white, um, but there weren't many black kids yet in the area. Yeah. And she had a large group of friends, all of, you know, mixed, white, black, uh, mixed race. And it all sounds pretty positive, doesn't it, yeah. to me? It sounds pretty positive. It's, it's, Which is good. Yeah, <laughs> it is good. And I think it makes a difference, especially in school, when there's a real mixture of, of, of kids from different backgrounds, different nationalities, and they don't bring those prejudices into the school so much, so it seems. Yeah. And it, and it was different from if it was different where my kids went to school around here in South London, it was different. What well, in the in the in the suburbs of South London, it, it felt different. I mean, they're they're thirty now for thirty one and twenty nine. So when they were in school twenty years ago, it was different in this part of the world. Yeah, again. Yeah. Yeah, it's very. I think yeah, the whole race thing is definitely determined by area and generation as well. You know, definitely. I think there's still some of the older generation, and I do remember a an incident um, when I was in my twenties. I think I don't know where I was going. I think I was coming back on the bus from from Hay Station or something, and there was a, a very elderly lady sat down, and she was grumbling under her breath, and um, she was saying the p word and i i said well i'm a p yeah. so um you know what do you say and she kind of just grumbled 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 under her breath again and thought oh, it's just not worth it ignorance you know mm. you you can't kind of change a person like that they're gonna stick with their views and uh it sounds as though you're pretty strong as to send so that you know when it when it came along you were able to deal with it yeah, I don't think it changed her in any way, but, no. uh, you know, I just felt I had to say something because I wasn't putting up with her grumbling. So apart from that, you were not, you don't feel that any time in your life you were, you were judged by how you looked, by your slightly olive skin, your brown hair, your obvious Asian, not obvious, somewhat of an Asian background. Not really. I mean, I could get away with being Greek, Italian, Spanish, yeah. you know, wherever I went, I would, you know, are you this? Are you that? Yeah. No. Mm. And then I would say <laughs> what I am. Yeah. So yeah. What, what was it like being in a relationship with uh, Aisha's father from a race perspective? There were 
a lot of mixed race couples already, so it it didn't. It was quite normal to be an issue when we were out and about. But yeah, I've not really thought about that for mm. a while. Mm. Probably more cultural differences, and more than it, the yes. more stronger. Yeah, it? yeah, definitely cultural differences. And I I learned about that culture as well, but. Um, not sure I was entirely accepted there either. Is that right? How about Aisha? Is she is she accepted? She yeah no she she loves her Nigerian um, side and yeah. she cooks Nigerian food and uh, yeah. And where you are living now, like what's what what is it like from a multicultural point of view? Okay, um, is, it quite, is it? Would you say your area is like is there is there mixed race couples? Is it? Is it predominantly one way or the other? I've seen one mixed race couple, but it is predominantly white. Oh, is yeah. it? But you you go ten miles down the road to Michigan City, which is a, a larger area, and there's it's multicultural there. Mm. Um, a lot of Mexican, a lot of um, African American. We must think you're Mexican as well, Esther. They must think you're Mexican as well, right? Sometimes they'll start talking to me in Spanish and yeah. I say, no, I'm not Mexican. <laughs> so, yeah. Or they think you're Australian. <laughs> oh, yeah. There is Australian as well. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I haven't had an issue here. That's good. That's good. But then I am very westernised. So I I don't wear saris and... <laughs> well, you never have. Every day. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you haven't had anything massively happen to you that would have that affected you, but it's still, you still are, you still are of that, a product of your mum and dad. You still are you. And I think growing up as we did, you appreciate, Asian families and the Asian culture. Yeah. But you know what it's like to be, you know, westernised as yeah. well. So yeah, it's kind of a bit of both. Esther, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Race Dilemma podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you've liked what you've heard, please subscribe on your favourite directory. And if you've liked it even more then please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Again, if you would like to be featured on the Race Dilemma podcast, please reach out to us on theracedilemmapodcast at gmail.com. That's it from us, and we'll see you on the next episode.